John 6, what a great story. The most famous picnic in the world ever. Let me lead us in a short prayer as we get ready to look at uh, what this tells us about Jesus. Father, we ask, please, that you would open our eyes and help us to see all that Jesus wants to give us. Help us, please, to be able to go past the desires and the things that are in our hearts and in our minds. Help us to hear the words of Jesus and to come to him for the life that he alone can offer. In his name we pray. Amen. Famous British band, the Rolling Stones, with uh, lead singer Mick Jagger, their most famous song, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction because I try, says Mick, and I try and I try, but I can't get no satisfaction. No, no, no. It is possible, isn't it, to be living life looking for satisfaction. What do we do with our desire for satisfaction? It's possible that we may even come to God with those desires, and when they're not met, we get angry with God. Perhaps you've known someone who's uh, gone that way, angry with God because God would not give them what they wanted. Well, we in the Sunday evenings have been looking at John's gospel and the people that uh, Jesus encountered. And uh, last week we saw how he met a woman at the well. And in John chapter 4, Jesus promises to truly satisfy those who come to him. So why does it often seem that he isn't delivering satisfaction? In our reading tonight, in John 6, there was two large crowds that came to Jesus. The first crowd was fed. The next day, another crowd came seeking Jesus. They had seen the miracle the day before, and they came looking for Jesus. A large crowd numbering uh, 5,000 men the previous day. We don't know how many the next day. But we're going to focus on that second crowd. They had seen what had happened, how Jesus had fed 5,000 men and the rest. There was no shops around, just five small loaves, John tells us, and two small fish. And yet in chapter 6 and verse 11, we read that when Jesus performed the miracles. He took the loaves, he gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. And verse 12, they all had enough to eat. The crowd that day were satisfied by Jesus. So the next day, people come back again looking for Jesus. This sounds positive, but Jesus speaks in verse 26 very bluntly. Look at what he says to them. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. 
Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life. This verse gives us um, the first point that I'd like us to consider this evening. Jesus' encouragement to not work for food that spoils. Why were the crowd searching for Jesus? Because they wanted their tummies to be filled. They were saying, feed me, give us more. Jesus had shown the previous day that he could satisfy their physical hunger. As much as they wanted, they had enough to eat. And that's why they've come back. They recognize that Jesus can deliver something of a rescue and they want more bread. Give us what we want. It's not hard sentiment to relate to. I suspect that, that whether we're at home just now listening online or whether we're here this evening, we have felt a longing in some way for satisfaction. We may even be looking to Jesus to meet a particular need that we feel. It's possible to be living like Mick Jagger, looking for satisfaction, thinking that it will come maybe with the next Amazon delivery that arrives and those boxes pile up outside the house. It may be that we think the next purchase will deliver, the next promotion or achievement. We think the end of lockdown will deliver if it ever comes. The next relationship Chris Martin, another songwriter uh, from the band Coldplay, is good on this as well. He wrote, you get what you want, but not what you need. You get what you want, but not what you need. Even when we get what we want, we know the feeling of still not being satisfied. So Jesus says to this crowd and to us tonight, I know your motives. Do not work for food that spoils. And then secondly, he goes on to say uh, this in verse 27. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. From these verses in this section, we get a second point. It's the encouragement, the invitation to believe in Jesus who brings eternal life. It's there in the verse we just read. It's there in verse 35 where Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. This is Jesus' way of saying, you need me. You need me. I'm what you need, what you must have. The idea of must-haves are familiar to us. Maybe it's coffee. Maybe it's your phone, maybe it's Facebook, or maybe now it's a face mask. Jesus is saying, 
I am your must-have. He's claiming to be the only true must-have. And the miracle that we read at the start of John 6 is both picture and proof of the claim that Jesus can satisfy us eternally. In John's gospel, he refers to the miracles as signs, something that point to who Jesus is, God, our creator. And the problem with this crowd is they can't move past the sign. They are utterly obsessed with getting bread for their tummies from Jesus. And Jesus wants to give them something so much more. The crowd, they need to move on to the one that the sign is about. Look at that verse again, those words of Jesus, John 6, verse 35. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never grow hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Look closely at that verse with me. In the miracle, Jesus provided what was needed to sustain life. This miracle points to the fact that Jesus not only provides bread, but rightly understood he is bread, the one who sustains life. It's his claim to be God, that in Jesus we meet God, the creator. See also in this verse that this bread deals both with hunger and thirst. It is a picture of all that we need to keep us alive. This is not about how we feel thirsting and hungering for God, whether we feel close to God. It's actually about whether we are alive or not. Jesus offers us life. Remember, he's speaking this to living people. And he's saying, I can give you life. So what is Jesus actually talking about? In John's gospel, life is to do with relationship with God, our maker. If you have a Bible that you can flick through to, go to John chapter 17, and let's just quickly look at John chapter 17, verse 3, where Jesus explains what eternal life is, and it shows that it is actually about relationship. John 17, verse 3, Jesus says, this is eternal life, that they may know you the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So, from these words of Jesus, we're reminded that life is about having a relationship with God the Father through Jesus, his Son. It's entering into God's family through Jesus. That's the invitation that Jesus extends to anyone 
who will come to him. It starts when we turn to him in this life and it continues forever. Notice also in this verse talking about bread. Normally we eat bread. We don't come to bread or believe in bread. What Jesus means by eating this bread is to to have its benefits. We need to come to Jesus. We need to believe in him. That's what he wants us to do. And belief in Jesus is simply an empty hand taking hold of him. Come to Jesus who brings eternal life. One more point. Jesus in these verses speaks of the Father and the security that the Father offers. A third point, the Father and the Son make believers secure forever. The Father and the Son make believers secure forever. How secure is the person who comes to Jesus? Verse 37, follow with me. All that the Father gives me will come to me And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Anyone who turns to Jesus will be welcomed and not cast out. Verse 38, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Jesus wants his hearers to think beyond this world and to understand that the life that he offers is to take us through death into a new world with Jesus and his Father. He wants his hearers to understand that he is offering eternal security. To be totally secure because Jesus will never lose those who have been given to him and because the Father has given believers to Jesus. He wants his followers to feel this security. What then do we do if we are following Jesus and struggling with the desires and seeking satisfaction? These desires, they must not grow bigger than our desire for God, our desire for Jesus. That's what had happened with this crowd. Their main desire was for something physical, and it stopped them 
receiving from Jesus. We must, if we're following Jesus, look to him to satisfy our desires. We can have desires for good and right things. But when we come to Jesus, we must look to him to satisfy us with himself. He may give us what we desire, or in time, he may radically reshape the things we desire. Where we're struggling, maybe being thankful can be a help. These verses that we're finishing on would encourage us to look to the Father and to praise him and thank him for giving you to Jesus. And to look to Jesus and thank him that he will never let you go. That we can rejoice in this security forever. All the way through this chapter, Jesus speaks of life. The promise to all who will come to him. And he connects it to food. Now what we must understand is that where food is concerned, for it to benefit us, something has to die for something else to live. It's maybe not so obvious now when we go to the groceries or where we order online. But in lots of cultures around the world, it's very, very clear that to live, we have to feed on something that has already died. Look at how Jesus speaks at the end of our verses. Verse 51. He says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The promise of Jesus for anyone who will feed on him is life. Belief in Jesus is a bit like eating you eat to live. But for you to live, Jesus had to die. So come to Jesus, take him in, and rely deeply on his death for you. It's the means by which anyone can have the life he offers. Let me pray. Father, we praise you for sending your precious Son into the world to save that whoever believes in him shall not perish but will have eternal life. We ask, please, that you would help us to look to Jesus and to receive his life. 
Help us to look to him and to know that he alone can satisfy. Help us to look to him and know that he alone can make us secure forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.